0: The Waddle & Sylvie Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: Uh, Chris Getz uh, just met the media. He did confirm that Pedro will be back. I tweeted out Pedro Griffon. Uh, so he uh, is untouchable. Hey, is that, untouchable. That Chris Getz in one in the beginning of the press conference said, there are no untouchables. And later in the press conference said... Pedro Grafone will be back. Those contradict each other. I don't understand it. You may trade um, Luis Robert, but Pedro Grafone's back.
0: Well, you gotta wait until the
1: system takes hold. Yeah, and I can't wait to see see it. Can't judge until the system's in. Him and Paul Westhead this system boy I'm tired of Paul Westhead yeah, time. I finally finished it last oh, night oh yeah oh yeah that, that, and that was BS too that Magic Johnson stood up and demanded a trade that right. never happened oh it didn't well, I they, they didn't demand a yeah. trade like that in the media though, back in the day like there's even some conflicting reports that Magic even demanded he be fired he certainly they have publicly this ask year for before friend. and after
0: every winning time <laughs>
1: episode, they do have yeah, a that was, very
0: bold disclaimer.
1: Eh, a lot of this stuff may not be exactly exactly accurate. They're leaning into it. But uh Sox fans want to hear from you. We're gonna hear from uh Chris Katz, three one two, three three two, three seven seven six. It really is something. And uh, I like I, I would argue that uh I believe that this is the lowest approval rating for any Initial hiring in the history of Chicago sports. I don't believe any hiring has ever had a ninety-four percent disapproval rating. Ninety-four percent say they're not happy with the hiring right now. I never ever like. I feel Chicago is a very forgiving town. Chicago's yeah, we want a hump. Chicago is a benefit. Give let's give the benefit of the doubt. No question. Let's see what this guy is all s- about. We're not the second city. We're the second chance city. We, absolutely, we are going around King Poles, this and that. People loved pace at one time. He's got cojones. Cohnes. He traded up from three to two, Cohnes. You know, temerity, all this stuff. But uh, this one is just reeks. So, um, want to well, hear this from time you? Time is is of the essence, right? Because this has got to change for the positive quickly. Why is time of the I essence? Don't, I, I don't. Is know. it because the owner's eighty seven? I think that.
0: Yeah, I think Jerry said it. I don't have a lot of time. He said that in a joking manner. But let's like, like get do your it ducks right. in a row don't to win, the,
1: win a World Series. Not to. Uh, I don't know what they're. I don't know. Billy and Downers, you're on ESPN one thousand with Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, Billy?
2: Hey, guys, how's it going? Long-time
3: uh, listener and streamer, first-time caller. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I just think that, like, Jerry just, like, is purposely making us non-competitive by, like, not spending money and not looking anywhere else. How does he think we're going to be better by not spending money and not talking to anybody or doing anything different? I mean... I canceled my season tickets this year because I'm insulted by what's going on.
1: I don't, look, uh, Billy, I don't blame you. I never tell people to stay away because it's I an entertainment either. thing. Waddle and I uh, both, like, w- w- you do what you want, um, but I, I respect your decision. And, um And I get it. Carmen DeFalco tweeted this, whether he was listening when we played the Jerry Bite about them already being onto the Otani situation and giggling about how he spent money. Um, Carmen tweeted, and he's a diehard Sox fan. Jerry laughing off the possibility of the White Sox entering Shohei is all you need to know. Bragging about spending money on Andrew Benintendi and Grandal. Now that's funny. Jerry, sell the team and move it. But please put us out of our misery i think that's how many Sox fans feel that they are team or move like like they're almost just like in give up mode just they're in give up mode they're not in fighting mood
0: anymore i just don't um i think so many different concepts fight against one another so because now you have to do this in an expedited fashion instead of doing it the right way. Now, you can argue, well, we're going to do it the right way really fast. But the odds of you getting it right really fast, they're very, it, 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 it's a very slim possibility. And are you going to spend? Well, we have spent. You're going to have to spend more. Are you going to spend on infrastructure? Will you build up your your analytics department? Will you build up your you know medical support group? Will you spend the resources that are necessary to basically, how about just get in line with what other, other teams
1: are doing. Right. Uh, can you play? Um, do you have the Birdo sound from uh, earlier today, Eric? I know you guys are doing a switcheroo here. Uh, but as I bring in Birdo, I don't have my screen up. Uh, I want to refresh what he said. He called early in the year with the rant of the year, and uh, he had a crystal ball in front of him because he was absolutely right. The entire organization is poisoned.
3: The entire way that they go about their business is a failure. Firing Rick isn't enough. Firing Kenny isn't enough. If Chris Guest gets promoted and we
1: have to sit through another 15-year retool rebuild, you're just going to hear from me again in 2038. That was months ago, and he was absolutely right. Now, I'm glad we don't have to wait till 2038 well, to hear Jerry's from him. Well, Jerry's telling you that it's not going to be a 15-year rebuild. It's going to happen quickly. Birdo on the west side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Birdo? Oh,
3: Nothing. <laughs> Are you giving sounds up? Like, sounds like something's up. Are you giving up? No, I'm not I'm not humping right now, that's for sure. Um, it's a, it, it, You know, I, I think I wanted to call to say, obviously, this is not what we as the fans want. I, I, I saw you put a poll up a little bit ago, and after like five minutes, it had thousands of votes, and it had like a 90% dislike rate mm-hmm. on this higher... And it's just, at a certain point, I think there's no point in being upset anymore. We just, we are in this albatross, this constant state of disappointment that never ends. We had a 12-hour bump of excitement when the replacements were announced, or when Rick and Kenny being fired was announced. And 12 hours later, all the... Sports reporters were saying, no, it's going to be guests. It's going to be guests. And, yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling a long time ago. And, honestly, boys, I'm just at the point where I, I'm i more excited to watch the Cubs than the White Sox.
2: Mm.
3: And I, I'm a baseball fan first, so that's not like some dig at Cubs fans. I like the Cubs. I like Wrigley Field. I, I enjoy watching them play, particularly this year. They've been amazing. But I'm a White Sox fan, and saying that feels strange, yet it's suddenly what I'd rather do. I have no interest in this organization anymore. Jerry's remarks before this came out, it's I'm, I'm shattered. I'm just, I'm so tired of all of it. And I don't know how I can keep going anymore. I'm so ashamed to be a white Sox fan right now.
1: You need a hug.
3: I need a hug, man. Do you drink, Berto? Do you drink? Oh, I've, Got a stiff one poured, boys. Well, it's and not... do you
4: drink?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Waddle.
0: I just got to yeah. say, look, I, I, um, in, you know, in moderation, of course, and please celebrate responsibly, but maybe well, it's the time to. I don't you know, think have he's one. celebrating. I don't think he's celebrating I, anything. I'm just, it's the tagline. <laughs> it's the tagline. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe it's time to,
3: you know, to have one or two. Well, the year's over. Uh, and, I, you know, at least the, The upside on the Bears is astronomical. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I at least now have a reason to put my energy and effort into being discerning towards AK again with the Bulls. But, you know, with with, with, baseball is what I grew up playing, boys. I I played for 10 years. I love the sport of baseball. It's it's what I look forward to it all winter, and I just... Berto, let me ask you a
0: question in all honesty here. Like I know that deep in your heart, you realized, or you came to your own conclusion. Conclusion, I'm sure that the, the, your White Sox were never going to be in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. Correct? Oh, there was. Even, I don't know how anyone. Okay, thought we but would. even knowing
3: that, to hear that from the
0: owner, how does that? How do you feel?
3: Well, it's par for the course for Jerry, but yeah, it's uh, obviously you don't like to hear that. Optimism is the fuel of the fan, and we are automatically being told temper your expectations and for whatever it's worth I do actually understand giving gets a shot because I guess Jerry wants to just come right back out firing and you know hats off to him if he actually does but this free agent class is poor there's no real optimism to be had no we weren't gonna get Otani. that's not a real he wouldn't come here if we if we made him the biggest offer just knowing the culture that they were supposed to change didn't. Yep. He would happily take in thirty million dollars less to play for the Cubs or yep. the Giants or Ber- the
1: Dodgers. Berto, I got to run. We've got gets on the line. Okay. Take care, boys. See, you Thanks, Berto. Berto. There's Berto. He's having a drink right now. Sounds defeated. Let's uh, let's bring him in right now. The new vice president and general manager of the White Sox, Chris Getz, joining us on the. Car X, Tire, and Auto Hotline on Waddle and Sylvie. Chris, how you feeling right now? We got do we have Chris online? Yes. Oh, there we go. Hey Chris, how, how are you? Are I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing well. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I've got a question about Pedro Grifol. Um Okay. You said that Pedro is back, but you also said at the start of the press conference that there are no untouchables. Why make the decision on Pedro Grafal already?
5: Well, the no untouchables uh, comment was, was more on our, our roster, 40-man roster. I do believe that the players that are here and going to be here need to know who their manager is going to be. I think that there's a, a level of stability that puts our players in a better position to succeed. And here, you know, in the, in the recent past, we've had a lot of changes Obviously, more changes here in the front office. And I really want our players just to focus on what they have to do on a daily
1: basis to get ready to win a ball game. Was that mandated by the ownership, or was that your call? Uh, That was my call. So why keep a guy, though, who has admittedly not instituted all of his system? Well, it's
5: certainly an organizational effort, and there's some work to do. I need to sit down with Pedro. Obviously, he, he's experienced a season now with the Chicago White Sox for the first time. And I need to talk about areas that need to be improved. But I do think that the best thing moving forward is to have him at the manager helm. And certainly I'll support him through that. But there are some areas that need
0: to improve. Chris, where's the biggest problem in this organization with regard to the lack of consistent winning?
5: I think it starts at the foundation You know, earlier I spoke to, you we need to look at our international amateur and overall just player acquisition process. Certainly there's an opportunity to look at ways to improve player development. And, you know, leaving. oftentimes we've missed a lot of playing time with some of our key players, so we need to look at our medical. Um, So you factor in all these different areas, and being that that's the bottom of the pyramid, all the foundational pillars of the organization – you know, the reflection is our major league club, and obviously there's been some holes and underperformance, and, you know, that's that's the buildup um, from within. So, you know, I, I think that's where it starts. So my from day one, which is today, we need to
0: look for ways to improve in those areas. Do you Are are you confident, have you been assured that you will be given the resources to upgrade all of those things you just mentioned and to be a player in free agency? Because Jerry, the owner, just said, this isn't going to be a long process. This has to be quickly. And to do that, I would assume, is going to take tremendous resources.
5: Well, Jerry's been very supportive. You know, you look at our payroll this season. You know, but certainly it starts from within, and he's, he's, he's been very supportive so far in our conversations and um, he's going to be very open-minded. I've been assured of that as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of work to do and, you know, but, but this is the new chapter, and, and I look forward to implementing some of the ideas that I have to improve our team.
1: So getting more specific on that, I saw recently that the front office and, and analytics department is, is very small for the White Sox compared to some other major league teams. Will, will Jerry give you the money it takes to build that out? I think if I come – when I come
5: to Jerry with for areas that need to improve – he, uh, he, he is definitely going to, to listen. And I know that, you know, where we put our resources is, is going to be up to, to, to me and our baseball operations department. And we're committed to, get, to doing this thing the right way. Do you believe
1: that that's what you need?
5: In, from an infrastructure standpoint, we, we definitely need to, to dive into the depths of the organization to make sure that we're good at the major league level. From time to time, there are going to be some gaps that need to be filled at the major league level, and then we'll have those conversations on how we fill those.
0: You guys have struggled to keep some of your key players healthy, and I know you've talked about putting more resources towards that. As you look at this, Chris, why can't Yohan Mankata and Aloy and some of your other players stay healthy on a consistent basis?
5: Well, it's a a you know it starts with the players. It starts with our medical staff. Um, obviously we need to, to improve the communication, make sure they're off when it comes to the off season and everyone's committed to what it takes to, to play 162 games. Um, you know, those players are still fairly young in their careers and it's our job to, to put up the guardrails and guide them to, to be on the field on a regular basis. And we need to challenge them. And we're going to do that.
0: Have they been challenged by Pedro this
5: year? He has. They have been challenged, and I think that we need to continue to do that and monitor things to make sure that they're in a position to be out there every day.
0: As a former player, do you think that the the vibe in the clubhouse is what it needs to be? Is there the appropriate amount of leadership from the player's perspective and the makeup of your team right now where that you walk in there and you feel that the leadership is palpable?
5: There's definitely some opportunities to improve that. Obviously, leadership is a big piece. Culture is a big piece. Now, it starts with the players themselves. They need to take care of their business. Not everyone wants the responsibility to lead others. Uh, But when it comes down to being a professional athlete, a Major League Baseball player, it it starts with each player understanding what they have to do to get
1: ready to compete that night, plain and simple. Chris Getz joining us, the new general manager of the White Sox. Will Dayton Moore be joining you, Chris?
5: Dayton Moore is is very respected around the league. Right now, he, he's working with Chris Young over with the Texas Rangers, and they're hoping to make a playoff run. I'm open minded to bringing in outside perspective to help us, but we
1: have not had those conversations. You know, I I want you to speak to our fan base here, Chris, because this is the home of the White Sox. And um, a stat that I've given a lot is over the last decade plus, the White Sox have one of the worst records in baseball. With the White Sox, the Royals have one of the worst records in baseball over the last decade plus. Those are two teams you have worked for. Why should Sox fans believe that you're the solution?
5: Listen, I understand the skepticism. I do, and it's it's my job moving forward to to prove otherwise. With that being said, I'm going to use my experiences both as an executive and a player with multiple organizations, and I'm going to I'm going to gather all the the I'm going to bring in as many people from outside organizations to help me and and provide clarity to our organization moving forward to improve so you know certainly we want to be more consistent we're committed to being more consistent and it's my job to go out there and prove that things are going to be different here with the chicago white Sox.
1: you know waddle and i have done this for a while we've we've been together for going on 17 years here and we've heard from many executives who say you can't cut corners and we've heard from jerry a lot today about doing this fast is there any worry that in doing this fast that there are corners that could be cut? Well,
5: we're not going to lose sight of our long-term goal, and that's winning a World Series. You know, we are fortunate to play in the AL Central, and oftentimes the division is up for grabs. So, but we're, we're also committed to looking at every opportunity to not only help our club in 2024 and beyond, so does there need to be heavy lifting underneath in the, within the organization? I believe that we do have our work cut out for us, but we're committed to do that. Uh, thankfully, I think we can be com- competitive and improve our club for 24, but really it's about making sure that we have a consistent club for the future years.
0: Chris, do you, so do you think that, that as fans on the outside looking in, that they will be able to see a tangible difference with the way the ball club is being run? and operate it with you in charge versus when Kenny and Rick were in charge.
5: I believe they're 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 going to feel and see a difference and I'm committed to be that different leader.
1: Chris, we appreciate your time. Best of luck, okay? Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much, guys. There you go. There's uh Chris Schetz, the White Sox general manager. He's got a a lot of work in front of him and um and and Sox fans and and we are Look, I'm very surprised by, by the move, though it, it hasn't been a surprise here in the short term after Bob Nightingale had the story as Bob gets it all from Jerry. I would say, listen,
0: if I'm trying to grasp at positive things here, OK, the one thing I would say is, is the acknowledgement that how they've done business with regard to their their analytics department and the support staff and all of that stuff, if in fact you are willing to admit that it's not where it needs to be and you are willing to put the resources into improving those areas of your franchise, then as a White Sox fan, I can grab a little bit, a speck of hope and optimism that if, in fact, those things are addressed and they do get tangibly better, then I think that you can make progress. But if you just say that we're going to address it and you don't invest the resources that are necessary, money and manpower, right. you are going to be chasing your tail. Right. And yes. I just... The money thing, and manpower. The thing that scares me... It. And I'm a Reds fan, and I see this, some of the same issues. But the thing that would scare me right now as a White Sox fan is this constant... I mean, it's only been today. But this repetition of, we're going to do this quick. Whenever I rush to do stuff, there's no question I miss some stuff. Like, I mean, like... Do it right. What I would want to hear is we're going to do it right. Not that we're going to do this quickly. Right.
1: (laughs) Like, I I thought they were on the doorstep of finishing the rebuild. In 2020, they were on the doorstep. I thought, like, where Rick Hahn did do his best work were trades to rebuild. He did it the last time. Uh, I always cite the Adam Eaton deal. Now look, the Chris Sale deal didn't turn out what the Mancata didn't turn into the player they want to. Kopech didn't turn into the pitcher they wanted to.
0: And that to me, the trade may be fine. It's the development of those guys where you're lacking a ton of stuff. Right.
1: But Aloy um, at at one point was a a, a really good power hitter. Um, Cease became a good pitcher. Um, the the Eaton deal uh, where you got Giolito... Uh, was was a foundational piece for a couple of years there but development is not won. a
0: part-time job it is a consistent right. process you
1: always have to keep developing it's, yes. it's what i say like i like a lot of people have taken issue with me where i say it, it, dylan cease has been ruined by the white Sox, and a lot of people have countered by saying dylan cease has ruined himself he's a player he's a veteran and yes a lot of it always falls on the player yeah I believe the atmosphere and the culture is so bad. Sometimes when it becomes so bad, no one is swimming anymore. Everyone is drowning. Luis Robert is basically the only guy who's thriving. Is there anybody else who's thriving on the south side? Everybody. it's It's no coincidence to me that everyone has taken a step back. Every single one of them has taken a step back. Nobody's having a good year over there. You know the one person that you, I was considering Clevenger yeah. that you point to. Clevenger maybe, but everybody basically has taken a step back. Nobody has developed on that team. And like I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's a very it's it's a tough survival situation for a lot of those players. It's hard to like you need to pivot
0: and go the absolute opposite direction on a number of fronts and to do that in an expedited fashion is not easy to do and by the way again what message are you sending right and and, then pedro grafal who has been part of the the clubhouse
1: issue has been the one guy that has been assured that he will be here twitch reminds me of one deal and i want to share that deal with you and i think this is a good deal To share with you, and I think they're trying to make the opposite point, but I think they're making the I think this is a good example of why you don't rush things. And I think this is where you get into trouble. This is a past deal that Rick Hahn made, one that he would like to have back, but one that could happen again if you rush. And I want to share it with you, see if you could guess it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your thoughts on gets Sox fans, your thoughts. We'll play you some Jerry Reinsdorf, too, from earlier today. He did speak. He took questions from selected media people. Um, And if you want to react to everything that's happened today, be our guest at 312-332-3776.
0: College football fans, are you ready for week one? You should be. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. And this week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. You know anything can happen in college football. It's so exciting. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change really does come fast. And the only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Life is much more fun when you're in on all the action. So download the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Use code WMVP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook with code WMVP. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and older, Illinois-only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.
1: ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle & Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. I'm going to
0: couch this so that nobody writes that I thought of selling. Uh, (laughs) Friends of mine have said, why don't you sell? Why don't you get out? And my answer always has been, I like what I'm doing as bad as it is. And what else would I do? I'm a boring guy. I don't play golf. I don't play bridge. What else would I do? And, and
1: And I want to make it better. I want to make it better before I go. Someone should have taught Jerry Ryan's turf golf. Oh, my. So he's not selling. Uh, He told you there, we're going to play uh, Jerry in its entirety coming up at uh, 5 o'clock. He ain't selling and uh, he ain't investing uh, No, Shohei. He's not. And uh, this was your hope. This was your hope. The long shot hope that many Sox fans thought he would never do. And that was fire Kenny and Rick. And he did it. But then he didn't want to do a search and he just promoted from within. And Chris Getz is, I don't know. He gets he, the job. He does. Whatever Chris wants, Chris gets from the movie. Yurko's been saying it, and, and it's sad. So someone was saying, again, like when you do things fast, uh, and we were, I was talking about Rakon deals, and this is before, this is when they were patchworking, and this sort of forced the rebuild. Every year that they were, like, it, it prompted the, the term after they were doing stuff like this. His famous line was, we're mired in mediocrity. And that's why they eventually decided to do the rebuild. But they, do you remember they traded for Big Game James? They yeah. traded for James Shields. Oh yeah,
0: that was a good move.
1: And that was the the nightmare scenario where they traded Fernando Tatis. And, that's a good point. Like do things in haste and do things poorly. Right. So like he wants to trade because he doesn't want to sign. So he wants guys under contract. So then you end up, because you can't afford to sign. So your only ticket to getting other guys is through trades and trading younger guys. So, and it's the way you get Lance Lynn. You know what I mean? So so that's how the Sox acquire their players. So in order to get better, you have to go out and get established guys. And this is what's going to happen. It's the cycle of, of like I used to call it the circle of suck with the Bears. It's the cycle of suck with the the White Sox. They once were mired in mediocrity. Then they chose the long game of a rebuild. Now they got tired of the rebuild because it resulted in a disastrous season of 28 under. They're going to go back into the cycle of mediocrity because they want to be quick with this. So they're going to end up making a really bad trade in haste. Because they're being hasty. Jerry wants it quick, and they're going to end up trading someone who's going to be developed by another team who's years away, and you're going to say, wow, we gave up another prospect for another mid-level player whose best days were in the rearview mirror who maybe made us four games better and got us to 78 wins.
0: And the only thing you're sure of right now is that Pedro has to stay. A guy who hasn't implemented, admittedly – his own system, the guy who has overseen a clubhouse that Jesse Rogers told you with on the record information was one where there was a whole set of different rules and it was not a positive situation. And a guy that I don't believe the Royal, the Royals had an opportunity to elevate him to the managerial spot as well and decided to do it differently. Like, I don't know that Pedro's their biggest issue, but what is it that Pedro has done to be the one guy inside the organization that has job
1: security? mean I'll tell you what's going to happen, waddle. he's going to prove that he's not the right guy this next year and then now you're going to be in a managerial search in a year from now too like the answer that Getz gave us that that the players need to know who their manager is going to be next year, really? A team that could be 30 under 500 in September needs to know who their man. He just told us no one's untouchable. This could be a totally different roster. Who the hell needs to know right now who their manager is, especially if he's not a good manager? Well, who else? That's BS.
0: Who else are you going to to find out you're not in the lineup because you got a hamstring strain?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't. I didn't understand that. Phil in St. Louis, but I don't understand any of this. Phil in St. Louis, hey. you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Philly?
5: Hey, gentlemen. How you guys doing? We're good. Oh, just dandy. <laughs> hey, listen, guys. Uh, you know, we've heard Jerry say a lot of ridiculous statements, but I-, I would say the most indicting thing that he said today was he had a laundry list of candidates, and he didn't interview any of them. How do you not interview anybody for this position?
1: Because they don't like to do their work. Word. I've documented that this is Jerry's history going back. Look, the, the the thing that happened, the history behind it, Phil, was he he wanted Phil Jackson as an assistant coach to Doug Collins. Whatever the reason was that they fired Doug. There are many conspiracy reason, reasons. Doug Collins was a good coach. He won over 50 games with the Bulls. They went to the postseason. They fired Doug. And they had an assistant coach in Phil Jackson. They didn't search for for the replacement for Doug, because they knew they had Phil. Jerry Krause loved him. Phil Jackson became one of the winningest coaches ever. So that worked. Because that worked, there have been many other vacancies that Jerry has gone on to to fill without any coaching searches. Tim Floyd, they didn't do a coaching search for him. Uh, Robin Ventura didn't do a coaching search for him. Um... Tony Larusa didn't do a coaching search for for him and and many others, but Jim Boylan and 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 how has this worked? It, it hasn't worked. It ha- There's you're a right. History
3: of this not working,
1: Exa- like, they don't want to do the work.
5: The one person that would ask him that question, they don't wow into a press conference. Sure, I don't understand it.
1: Well, that's why you it's understand ridiculous. it. You know because he'll ask the question. Unbelievable! I hey, appreciate it. Thanks,
0: guys. Thanks, Phil. I still want to also know how the bullet came from outside the stadium.
1: Jesse, you t- tweeted about that. Would, would I just... mean, I'm
0: serious. Like, I like I know
1: there's a lot going on baseball wise, but that kind of is that's on my brain too. Maybe Jerry, because Jerry commented in his opening statements right. uh, that that it, it, and, and and look, it is a very safe place. I've had great experiences at Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah. I feel very safe. Outside the ballpark, inside the ballpark. I love going there.
0: Me as well. The only bad situation I've ever had is I pulled my hamstring in the fundamentals
1: running the, the first baseline. And that's on you. That you pull totally your hamstring everywhere.
0: Totally on me. I'm just saying that is the that is the low point of my time at the stadium. And that was a me issue. That wasn't a White Sox
1: issue. So Jerry was, like, again, up there saying, look, the bullet came out. Uh, that The superintendent has basically told me the bullet now has come from outside the stadium. How? And so Jesse tweeted this. So initial thought was that the shots came from outside the park. Then on Monday, the superintendent of police, Fred Waller, said, quote, a shot coming from outside the stadium is something we've almost completely dispelled today. Reinsdorf, per Waller, quote, he authorized me to tell everyone that regardless of what has been said in the past by anybody, the police has not ruled out the possibility or the probability that the gunshots came from outside the ballpark. That same guy said that they've basically completely dispelled the bullet coming from outside.
0: Think about this too, and neither one of us is CSI material, right? <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> but just think about the trajectory of a bullet and how it was. It was, and again, I, I, I how it would strike more than one person. And how it would get to those people in that spot. And if the trajectory of the injury would back up the theory that the bullet came from outside. I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm not the smartest cat in the building, but like. That just doesn't seem
1: likely. Haven't we like solved crimes in like a day that are much more complex, too? This one seems to be bogged down. What, why? It, well, I mean, listen, and this is my own
0: editorial, so I don't. It feels to me that there is a significant emphasis on trying to distance any type of reality or possibilities—a better word—that this could have happened from inside the building, right? Like this, the, to me. It feels like there is a a Herculean effort, and I can understand why because you want to promote safety in the building. Is both you and I will say, "Hey, I've never not felt safe there." But this just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Like again, show me, give me, give me a you know one of those you know uh, PowerPoint presentations on how a bullet comes from outside the stadium and hits the people the way it did in the left field stands in a manner like that, how that's
1: possible. Yeah. I don't know either. Now I'm gonna be scared. I'm not gonna be a bull- scared. A bullet no, not to go there, but just a bullet flying through the air. <laughs> where did it where where would that have to come from? That's what I don't know.
0: I look again, I don't have any knowledge or information on where it came from, but I'm just as I'm talking this through because the owner brought it up, it just feels like wow, that is one of the stranger things. And it hit three people? Was it two or three? I know two for sure. It was two, I believe. Okay. I don't know. And why, are we, why is it taking this long to come to some That's definitive I like, conclusion? I, like, like,
1: usually, like,
0: it's... The... Get CSI Jesse on the phone, will you? I, Jesse doesn't know either, but he, it's, it. it's I, good, good. You get him on the phone so at the next break I can talk to him off the air because I want to know what he knows.
1: Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I want to take more of the Sox fans' phone calls, pick their brain on the, on the White Sox stuff and Jerry and and everything that you heard today. We'll take all your phone calls and then we will play you the full Jerry Reinsdorf media session. Very rarely does he speak and take questions. He did that today. We'll play that for you at five. Creating and maintaining warehouse space is complex. Products change
0: all the time. Inventory needs can vary. You need to be able to adjust with those changes. It's your friend Tom Waddle here for Voss Equipment. And I do not own a warehouse. You know that. But I have seen firsthand the way that Voss Equipment helps businesses all over the area with storage issues. And they are not just there for the sale. They keep you updated with their blog page at VossEquipment.com. The latest blog tells you how to free up space in your warehouse by moving aisles closer together while still accessing inventory. So learn about it all at VossEquipment.com. Click on the blog tab and bookmark it. VossEquipment.com.
1: Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Lotto and Sylvie, ESPN
0: Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 2023 season was my 43rd season of baseball. It's absolutely the worst season I've ever been through. It was a nightmare. It's still a nightmare. It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. All the bad words you can think of is the way I feel
1: about the 2023 season. Absolutely, it was just just awful. It's all true, but I didn't do much to change it going to Chris Gatz. Jerry Reinsdorf will play the whole media session coming up at 5. six take some more of these calls. Jim in Frankfurt, you're on with Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, how you
2: doing? We're good. I'm Sox fan. Family's all Sox fans. Cousins, everybody. Listen, the stuff with guts. I want to get to is he says he's happy with the core players. How can you possibly be happy with anybody besides Luis Roberts? You know what I'm saying? And then he's going to bring back Pedro before he even has a sit-down with him. What if he doesn't like what he has to say? I mean, Pedro lost the clubhouse. Then he gets into, which which I really couldn't stand, is he kept saying, uh, we're really fortunate to be in the AL Central. All that sounds like to me is, well, we really don't have to be that good to make the playoffs. It was, you know, it was
1: weird. It was
2: weird. can't be your battle yeah. cry yeah. that
0: we play in the worst division in baseball. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, And I got one more comment. I'll let you guys go. I think Reinsdorf should have taken a page from McCaskey and just said, I'm just a fan. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm actually going to hire somebody from the outside. Yeah. And they, it would have been better off. Most owners
1: We're in ready, this Jim. town who have done that have thrived. And and I think that's that's key, and I think a lot of the ones that do that uh, benefit. Brendan, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brendan?
4: What's up, guys? So um, that's crazy. J- Jim and Frankfurt. I'm in Frankfurt. Oh wow! Uh, wow. I maybe mean, guys can we're, meet we're for, for a yeah. down yeah. yeah. your I, I'm going to have to go. Hey, I liked his ideas. <laughs>
1: there you go. You guys could be, uh, but maybe maybe he's your next door neighbor.
4: <laughs> but actually, I see him right now. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so look. Uh, going have some Cubsy talk. Yeah, well, it's gonna be Cubsy talk. I think it's part of what I'm calling. Is, okay. So, um, yeah, so I'll try to be succinct here. But like when Berto was talking about um, watching the Cubs, right? So I'm a lifelong Sox fan, all that stuff, and um, I haven't really watched much of the Cubs until this year. But I think that's gonna be a trend, guys, going forward. Here is a lot of Sox fans are gonna watch the Cubs this year and going forward because. They're baseball fans, you know, and the Sox team, they're stupid, they're lazy. Tim Anderson doesn't know how to throw a punch, you know. <laughs> it's just awful. And so uh, I think that that might be the direction going forward. We've all given up on this team, you know. And the second thing is on gets. So he was obviously being ambiguous and nebulous and all that. Part of that, I think, was intentional. Of but course. I think largely a lot of that guy's, is because he didn't have answers to the questions you were asking. And <laughs> I think that's extra concerning because he's been in the organization so long it's not new stuff and he clearly didn't have answer in in my opinion
1: i think you're so, right
4: um, anyway so Sylvia so hope you hopefully you welcome us to the cubs the cubs side right you, look, look, yet, though, look right?
1: i don't think you're really joining us but i, I like i'm never one of these guys <laughs> who's a gatekeeper, if you want to come over, come over. <laughs> like, I will never say there's right. no room for you. Come on over. But I don't truly believe you will come over. I think you'll get over this. I think the next uh. exciting win, you'll be back next year on the on – Go, back, go, White yeah, Sox. Yeah, you'll be doing the White Sox oh, dance. Now. I think you will. Yeah.
4: I don't – look, we're all in the, in the moment right now, and our heads are exploding all over right. the place.
0: I think you're but angry. Like he, By the way, real quick, Brendan, um, are you a ballistics expert?
4: Yeah. You know what? Regarding that, <laughs> that's, you guys, look, you are really adept at solving crime, but I, do, I don't think you're going to get to the bottom of it. I don't that. either.
0: I, that's I why I asked you if one. you're a, ballist, a ballistics expert. <laughs> that's a no. no. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can no, tell with no, that laugh that yeah. is no
1: yeah, ballistics right. expert. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, I, Hell bet no. You, I bet you. No. Is yeah. there a
0: ballistics expert that is listening out there right now that could, uh, could describe to me the
1: arc of a bullet and how it it is there be a ballistic expert in the house do you get brendan do you get high i do yeah i can are you high right now I wish I was okay. All right, but I white Stocks baseball it makes you get high. (laughs) All right, Brendan, have a good day. All right, see you. There's Brendan. I thought, yeah, I could tell by that laugh he gets high. Is that weird? Is that a a stereotype?
0: No. Well, I
1: mean, he had the "I'm high now" (laughs) chuckle going. That's what I thought. I thought he was high. All right, uh, we will play you some Jerry Reinsdorf stuff. Tyler, did he answer any stadium questions? Was that asked if he's going to move the team? that was mm-hmm. oh good so we will hear all of that uh, coming up next